0: Welcome to Victory Church of His Presence sermon of the week. Enjoy this new message from Pastor Brian Gibbs. Thank you. Okay, why don't you grab your Bibles tonight, if you would? I'd like you. Thanks, thanks, Kelly. I'd like you to go to the book of Daniel, chapter two, this evening. Daniel chapter two. So a little bit I want you to know about me tonight. Um, I went to bed at 2 o'clock this morning, and I got up at 3.15 this morning. I'm not kidding. Me and my brother Steve, uh, we were in Dallas, Texas, and we were there for the glory of Zion Uh, New Year's conference, Rosh Hashanah conference. We are literally right now entering, as you sit here, into Rosh Hashanah, which is the Jewish New Year. We are entering in not just a brand new year of 5780, 5780. We are entering into a brand new decade. We're literally ending a decade, ending a year, and starting a brand new year, and starting a brand new decade. This is the year 5780 in the Jewish calendar. And right now we are in that window of Rosh Hashanah, of the dawning of a brand new year. Isn't that awesome? You know, I was thinking last week as we celebrated here our two-year anniversary, and I, I, I remember last week talking about us stepping into our new year. I love that. I love, I love a completion too, but I also love stepping into a new and that's what's happening tonight, even in the earth, as God, is, as we know, has reestablished Israel now 71 years ago. Here in our lifetime, Jesus Christ is about to return to planet earth for his bride and to set up his kingdom and save Israel once and for all. He's coming. For 2,000 years, Jerusalem wasn't wasn't even on the earth at that point. Children of Israel were here, but there was no Israel. Now, 71 years later, May the 14th, 1948, shall a nation be be born in a day. It says Isaiah 66, verse 8, shall a nation be born in a day. Yet when Zion travailed, she brought forth her children, and a nation was born in a day. 71 years ago, think of that. It's powerful. Some of you in the room, you're thinking about Israel right now, and it it was almost a year ago. Think of that. It was almost a year ago. About 40 of us went to Israel on a supernatural, epic journey. Wasn't it epic, Lizzie? It was epic. So good. So good. So we were in... We were in Dallas, Texas at um, Glory of Zion. How many are familiar with uh, Chuck Pierce's ministry out there, Glory of Zion? Dutch Sheets was there and some other ministry friends. And it was, I'm telling you what, it was absolutely phenomenal. Even though I am beyond a realm of exhaustion, I'm way beyond exhaustion. I've slept, this is not an exaggeration, I've probably slept maybe eight hours in the last Three days. So I'm beyond a realm of exhaustion. I'm, I'm in a realm. <laughs> so if I say something like, you know, when, when, when Moses went to Mount Everest and he came down with the 30 commandments, you understand where I'm coming from. you know. And when the ship went down in Galilee, you know, and, 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 and a whale swallowed all 12 of the apostles and spit them up in Caesarea Philippi, you know where I'm coming from tonight. Like, man, Brian needs to learn his Bible. <laughs> but this is the new year of 5780 and the word for this year is the word for this year is coming face to face with the roar of God. Ooh. Coming face to face with the roar of God which is the sound of heaven, the sound of heaven rearranging the earth and bringing God's people face to face with him. To unlock the roar of heaven that is on the inside of us. Ooh, man. You know, in Exodus chapter 33, put it in your notes tonight. if you're taking notes. If you're not taking notes, put it in your notes. Exodus 33:11, it says that it says that Moses talked to God face to face as a friend talks. To his friend. And then it goes on to say that Joshua lingered at the tent when Moses would come out of this time of just burning, burning in the presence of God out of the tabernacle tent that Joshua had the privilege of lingering and staying. I'm going to tell you something. You, you can get completely enamored with the presence and the glory of God on another individual's life. If Joshua was here today, he still preaches to us, by the way, in 2019. We read his book all the time. But he was so enamored, so attracted to the glory of God that was on Moses' life. He said, I want a relationship with God like that man because he knows God in friendship. He knows God in friendship and God trusts him. God trust Moses. God befriended Moses. Oh, it's awesome, isn't it? It's awesome. And for the next few moments tonight, I, I've got a number of things to release, but I want to call us into an aggressive pursuit of the face-to-face encounter with God. I want to call us to an aggressive pursuit of a face-to-face encounter with Jesus, not just for us, but for this region, perhaps for the entire state, and the nation of America, and maybe beyond. An aggressive pursuit of God. It's, uh, it's kind of hard to describe the atmosphere that I'd, I've just come out of. I've, just, I've, I've walked out of a meeting with about 2,500 people of intercessors and gatekeepers and watchmen and leaders and pastors and watchmen and just outrageous, outrageous joy and celebration of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I, I Bren picked me up from Tampa and, and we, I was trying to talk on the way home and I just said, I am so encouraged. I'm utterly exhausted, but I am so encouraged in my spirit about the pursuit that we are on in this hour. I want to tell you what, we're on the right track. We are on the right track. I said last week, there's a large percentage of the church culture that's doing something I don't want to have anything to do with. They're, they're doing that, and it's not to sound condescending. It's not, but it's a watchman observation. I don't want to be part of something that doesn't have a whole lot of life in it. I want to, become, I want to be part of the overcoming church. Amen? But this is a new year. Right now, this is a new year. We're entering in. We are closing a time. We are actually closing a decade. And we're opening the the doorway to a new decade, a new time, a new decade. I believe that we're in for the most incredible year, the most fascinating year. And I also believe that we are on our way to a year of even greater intense warfare to establish the victory of the Lord and the kingdom of God in the earth. I want to go back to what I said earlier. God wants to use us as a company and a family, a tribe of people to uncover the works of darkness, expose them and drive these enemies out that have tormented and vexed this region for so long and that we are able to establish the kingdom. See, you don't you don't war just a war, you war to establish peace. And that's really the only reason you should go to war. Amen? You you go to war, you step into warfare to loose and bring the kingdom of God, which is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. So when you when you step into warfare, you are going to establish the peace of God. Are you with me tonight? When we talk about the kingdom of God, we're talking about the rule of the king. The kingdom is the ruling of King Jesus. That's what we all want. Amen? That's what the Lord has commissioned us to do, to loose his kingdom come, his will to be done in the earth as it is in heaven. And Jesus would have never, ever taught us to pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, if it were not possible. I want to say that again. He wouldn't have taught us to pray that way or to even believe and think that way if it were not possible. Are you with me? God wants to activate every one of us. He wants to activate His Word released through the authority and the power of our believing heart in us becoming a mouthpiece to release the authority, to release the power, and to drive out the presence of the dark kingdom and loose and establish the illumination and the revelation of his authority and kingdom. Amen? Are you with me tonight? So you're in Daniel 2, and I want to jump right into this. For the next few moments, Daniel 2, and I'm going to begin to read in verse 20, and Daniel answered, and he said, blessed be the name of God forever and ever. Are you there? Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his, and he changes the times and the seasons. He removes kings and raises up kings. He Gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. He reveals deep and secret things. He knows what is in the darkness. Isn't that a good word? He knows what is in the darkness and light dwells in him. I thank you and I praise you, O God of my fathers. You have given me wisdom and might and have now made known to me what we ask you. Of you, for you have made known to us the king's demand. I want you to look once again at verse 20. Daniel says, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom, say wisdom, and might are his. Say it again, for wisdom and might are his. He changes the times and seasons. Watch that. He changes. Now we know that the enemy tries to ambush times and seasons. But it's actually God who changes our times and seasons. I want you to write this down tonight. This is gonna be a year of changing. It's gonna be a year of changing. And I want you to say this over your life I am still changeable. Make that declaration right now I am changeable. Come on, Victory, come on. I am changeable. This is a year of changing. He says, God says, I change the times, I change the seasons, and it's going to be a year of us changing, change, good changes are coming. You need to hear that good word in there too, good Changes are coming from the Lord. And I want to declare tonight that these changes, see that God is on the offensive, He is not on the defensive. Aslan is on the move. Are you with me? Aslan is on the move. He's on the offensive. He's not on the defensive. He's on the move. There's gonna be changes, there's gonna be assignments that God is gonna release. Just even late last night, about 1:30 in the morning. I learned the news of Sean Foyt who we have known for many years who's been traveling traveling the earth going to nation after nation after nation to release the sound of heaven has just released last night that right now he is getting ready to run for US Congress in the 3rd district of California. Yeah! My God! Sean Foyt Sean Foy, running for U.S. Congress in the 3rd District of California. A, I, that's, that's change. That is, that is epic change. And I, I believe, hear this, I believe it's a forecast of a lot of dominoes that are getting ready to begin to fall for God to bring assignments of men and women That we have been praying for and calling for to arise into the government mountain. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Glory to God. Change is coming. Change is coming. And right now, more than ever, we need to take courage. You and I have to take courage. And we've got to stand up and be bold And we've got to be courageous in this hour. We have to speak out in this hour. Ladies and gentlemen, we have to speak out in this hour. We can be silent no longer. Silent no longer. When we were in Dallas, my friend Steve, who is a prophet, he said, Brian, he said this year, he says, I've I've been giving this word to different prayer houses around the country that this is the year that the red life tape gets ripped. Ripped off the mouse. And now these lions are not going to be silent any longer. Now the fierce word of the Lord and judgment is coming. Are you hearing me? Yeah. It says that God, he removes kings. He raises up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise. He gives knowledge to those who have understanding. I want, I want you to get this tonight. I, I believe in this house, we need to be asking, seeking, knocking, studying, inquiring, pressing in this year of acceleration for wisdom. We have to seek the heart of the Lord to say, God, what is your mind What is your dream? What is your desire? What is your higher level of wisdom for the earth now so that we can move with you and accelerate your processes throughout this region and throughout the state and throughout America? Wisdom. Revelation. See, folks, you got to aggressively pursue stuff. You know... I think at times, if we could step away from ourselves and look at ourselves objectively, we would find out that there's actually a lot of passivity going on in our lives. I think if we could step outside of ourselves and really really take a good look and say, God, what, what, what do you see? I think that we really need to get a grip and we need to repent. Don't be afraid of the word repent, folks. We need to repent for our passivity. We need to repent for being so quiet, so on mute, and so afraid of the intimidation of the world. And we need to step forward in boldness and speak what is true in love, what is right, what is pure. See, God needs His lions He needs his lioness now in this hour to roar strong. How are you going to do that? How are you going to be able to roar strong? By inquiring and seeking of the face-to-face intimacy and friendship with God. You've heard it said before, any man that kneels before God can stand before any man. Are you hearing me tonight? Ephesians chapter 1 This is what I'm pressing in for. It's a prayer that we, it's an apostolic prayer that we pray all the time over our lives, over our family, over our children, over our ministry, to those that God gives us to shepherd, to serve. This is one of the prayers that I pray over all of your lives, all the time for our church. And Paul says in verse 15, are you there? Ephesians 1. Are you there? Just please talk to me. I got to know. Or is it behind me? All right. We're rolling. We're rolling. We're good. Therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, don't you love that? Don't you love that? I hope that that's part of your vocabulary. When you speak to dad, when you speak to Abba, call him father of glory. Just get up in the morning and say, good morning, father of glory. What do you want to do today, father of glory? Where do you want to leave me today, father of glory? What's whirling around in your heart, father of glory? Holy Spirit, go ahead and deep sea dive the heart of the Father and find those things that He's dreaming about for me, Father of glory. Ooh. Ooh. May He give you the spirit of wisdom. Everybody see that? May He give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. Wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. That the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. I, I can't stop reading. I've got I to read 19. Can, can we keep going? What is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly places far above all principality, And power, and might, and dominion, in every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one that is to come. He put all things under his feet. And he gave him to be the head over all things. To the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. One more time. So we're back in 17. May God give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. May he... Give you the eyes of understanding, understanding the eyes of understanding. Understanding is what uh, it's standing under the truth of God. It's like the truth. It's like truth, like a like a waterfall of truth, and you you stand. It's understanding. You stand underneath the deluge of that truth. You don't move out to the right or to the left of it. You stand. You have an understanding. You stand under that truth of the word of God that is being poured out over your life. He says, I want your eyes to be opened. We've got to have the spirit of wisdom, folks. We've got to have the spirit of revelation and knowledge. This has to be a burning, aggressive prayer in our life for this new year. For this brand new year that we're stepping into. Do you know that, see, part of Jesus' ministry was, he said, though having eyes, you don't see. And though having ears, you don't hear. That's a strong word. That's a strong word. He says, everybody's hearing, but not everybody's hearing. Everybody's seeing, but not everybody's really seeing. A lot of people are being duped into what is a, A fake news reality. (laughs) Are you hearing what I'm saying? But the Lord wants to deliver us from a world of virtual reality so that we can crave, inquire, ask, seek, and knock aggressively in faith to say, God, I want your spirit of wisdom in my life. I want to be able to discern accurately. I want to rightly be able to divide the word of truth. You know, if you can rightly divide the word of truth, that also means you can wrongly divide the word of truth. Right? You've got to pray this over your life, my friends. Pray this over your life. Pray this over your spouse. Pray this over your kids. Pray this over victory at church of his presence. Pray this over your pastor. The spirit. The spirit of wisdom. And revelation. God is bringing us into a year of acceleration and change, fresh assignments. We've got to have his wisdom more than ever. He's bringing us into a year of change and I believe it's going to be a year of mighty suddenlies from the Lord. Write it down. A year of mighty suddenlies from the Lord. I believe the Lord's going to develop the wineskin here for victory for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. I believe there's a distinction on the calling of this house. There's a distinction of the calling that is upon this house and it's marked for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. It's a very critical hour. It's a very critical, strategic hour for the kingdom in America right now. Wow. I, uh, I say a lot. Uh, blessed, how many have heard me say this? Blessed are the flexible, for they shall bend and not break. You ever heard that? That's Brian chapter 3, verse 16. Okay? Blessed are the flexible, for they shall bend and not break. See, God, God wants you and I flexible. He doesn't want us rigid. He doesn't want us hard. We prayed that over even family members tonight and generational lines that that hard hearts would have a transformation and receive. That's, that's, That's the book of Jeremiah. God says, I'll take out the stony heart and I will give them a heart of flesh. And a heart of flesh is a heart that God can move upon and tenderize and mold and shape and transform. God's the one who does that. That's his ministry. Isn't that amazing? How many of you all know God took a stony heart out of you? He took a stony heart out of me. He gave me a heart of flesh. A heart that would surrender to God. He put a heart within me that would yield to God. He put a heart within you that would crave the things of God. He put a heart within you that made you come out from the things of the world. And the things of darkness. He changed your cravings. He changed your desires. He changed your path. How did He do it? He put a new heart in you. He put a heart in you to yield. He put a heart in you to love the holy things of God. He put a heart in you who you would desire to handle the holy things of God with honor. God wants us to be fluid. He wants us to be flexible. God wants you to be ready for change. God wants you to move with him. And he doesn't want you to move without him. It's dangerous when people move without him. you got to move with him. Are you hearing this? Say, God, I'll move with you. God, I'll move with you. Mm. And when you do that, there, there's right order. There's proper movements. You come into the rhythms of God. You come into the currents. You come into the rhythms. You come into the currents of the Holy Spirit when you surrender and yield yourself to God. I believe that there's going to come some mighty suddenly. You know, I'm telling you, my heart exploded when I read about Sean Foyt running for Congress. I mean, my heart exploded. I I believe we're going to see suddenlies like that of people stepping out of what seemingly was hiding or a cave. You know, David ran. Think of He ran and ran and ran and ran and ran. And finally, his day had come to step out of the cave and begin to rule in Hebron for the next seven years before he would go into his ultimate calling of ruling over all of Israel. What am I saying to you? I, I I'm I'm saying to all of you. There have been some safe caves of just you and the Lord, but the day's coming when God's going to knock and He's going to say, "Now I want to release you into this calling." And you got to be you you got to be ready. You got to be fluid. You can't be rigid. You can't be opinionated. You got to be soft. You got to be humble. You got to be gentle before the Lord. To let the Lord pull you out of that place and now set you into your place of assignment. There's assignments coming. I'm excited. I'm excited about my own assignments that are coming. I'm excited. You need to be excited. I'm cheering you on. I'm telling you, I love when my friends get blessed. I love when I see my friends stepping into assignments. I'm telling you what, my heart is on fire when Leah Ish. Takes her assignment in this city, and intercessors and gatekeepers and worshipers join in that mighty fight to release the victory of the Lord and move into that place of warfare to establish the kingdom in this region. I love it. I love it. My, my. This is the year of the watchman. This is the year of the watchman. It's, it's a time. The watchman have to be sober. The watchman has to be sober. The watchman has to be alert. The watchman has to be sharp. You cannot be spiritually dull in this hour. I'm talking to you. I'm not talking down to you. I'm talking to you. These are the things that I pray about in my own soul, in my own life. Lord, if there's areas of spiritual dullness in my life, sharpen me. Reveal them to me so that I can change. I'm changeable. This is a year of change. You're changeable. God's going to develop you. He's going to sharpen you. He's going to get you ready. Hallelujah. This is a good word. The watchman has to be sober. And the watchman has to be watching on his assigned post. You've got to be a watcher for your family, for your wife. You've got to be a watcher. You've got to be a watchman for your husband. You've got to be a watchman for your children. You've got to be a watchman for your family. You've got to be a watchman for victory, a church of his presence. I'm telling you, folks, see, God... <laughs> God has not just anointed me to shepherd and lead people, but He's also anointed me to deal at times with wolves. And at times, you're gonna have an assignment as a watchman to deal with potential trouble and wolves. God's gotta get you ready, He's gotta get you sharp. How does that happen? You gotta pray for discernment. You gotta pray for discernment. You gotta pray for the spirit of wisdom. The spirit of understanding. You got to pray for this. You got to call it, activate it into your life. Are you with me tonight? I want to give this picture to you tonight. I just want you to write heavyweight boxer. Write it down. Heavyweight boxer, heavyweight champions. I keep seeing this prophetic picture of a boxer. And this, the, the, the words are important here. Hear the words, heavy weight, but light on your feet. Hear it. Heavy weight, but light on your feet. How many of you remember Rocky II? How many remember that? Let's all go there, can we? Remember Apollo Creed, helping Rocky get quicker and lighter on his feet in his dance in the ring. Now, Rocky was a heavyweight fighter. Now, stay with me because I'm just trying to paint a prophetic picture for us as a company and as men and women of God. See, God, God wants to put meat on us. A heavy, see, you, you've, got, you've got lightweight, flyweight boxers. Then you've got the big heavyweight boxers. You know what I'm saying? God wants to move us into a realm of heavy weight, lifting, to put on kingdom weight, spiritual weight on our bones, so to speak. But he also wants to make sure that we're light on our feet. And what does that mean to be light on your feet? It means that you are swift. It means that you are quick to respond. Are you hearing this? It means you're swift. It means you're quick to respond and respond appropriately and respond right it means you you're fast it means that you have agility to move at a rapid speed effectiveness y'all have memories of rocky taking taking that jump rope that jump rope that the agility of learning speed and fast and being light on your feet light on your feet and learning how to dance and learning how to dance sugar ray leonard one of our favorite boxers in the Gibbs family, he, was, he, he wasn't a heavyweight boxer, but he was so light on his feet, he could prance, he could dance like a, like a deer, and then he was so effective, just boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Hear it again, heavyweight champions, yet light on your feet. I'm talking about the heavyweight of the kabod. I'm talking about the glory of the Lord. I'm talking about the glory of God getting on us That's heavy. The glory that gets on us that's heavy, that, that comes in worship where the atmosphere gets heavier and more saturated. Just that pressing and saturation of the Lord in the atmosphere upon us that we begin to learn how to move and operate in the heavy weight. Yet we become light on our feet where we're agile, where we're quick, where we're, we're, we're easy to respond. We're lightning fast in our obedience, Because of the heavy weight that's on us. Are you getting this tonight? Come on. Let me give you another scripture tonight. Daniel chapter 11 verse 32. It says this. It says that those that know their God, they shall be strong and they will do great exploits. Mm -hmm. Those who know their God, they'll be strong and they'll do great exploits. I want you to write this down tonight. God wants me to be faithful in the mundane seasons. Write it down. God wants me to be faithful in the mundane seasons so that the Father can shift me into my appointed kairos times and seasons. So that our Father can shift me into my appointed kairos times and seasons. So you gotta be faithful in the mundane. You gotta be faithful day in, day out. You gotta be faithful week in, week out, month in, month out. Am I preaching here, Pastor Gene? Over 60 years of ministry. You ever have some mundane seasons? Yeah, a few of them? Yeah, yeah. You gotta be faithful day in, day out. Mothers, you know anything about being faithful? No one's in the laundry room clapping when you've just pulled everything out of the dryer. and You're folding all the towels and the underwear and the socks and no one's there. Man, you're awesome at that. You fold towels so great. What are you doing? You're just being faithful. You're being faithful in the house, vacuuming the carpets, dusting the house. Guys... Vacuuming the carpets, guys, guys, this isn't just ladies, right? Man, the silence of the lambs has hit the church. I don't know what just happened. I don't know what happened. See, God wants us to be faithful in the mundane, too. I like to say this, and it, it, does, it, it, it never originated from me. I don't know where I picked it up, but God hasn't called us to be famous. God has called us to be faithful. And let that resonate in your spirit. God hasn't called us to be famous. God's called us to be faithful. And when you're faithful in the mundane seasons, when you're just faithful unto the Lord, you're faithful to to be there in the secret place of prayer. You're faithful to be in the Word. You're faithful to lift up a praise and a worship when it's so difficult and painful. And you just stay faithful in that place. I'm telling you what, God will bless a faithful man. God will bless a faithful woman. Come on, say amen. Come on. This is a year God wants to get us heavy in the glory. It's a year that God wants to get us quick on our feet. That means quick in our obedience. If God says, I want you to shift this and I want you to change this in your life, just declare, I'm changeable. That's doable. God, I'm changeable. I can do that. God says, look, you don't need that anymore. I, I, I don't approve of that. Or that bothers me or that grieves me. Let the Lord talk to you like that, okay? Let the Lord talk to you like that, okay? He loves you. He's a good father. This is going to be a year of the fire and the glory. This is going to be a year of the fire and the glory, Where we become a culture of people who seeks God aggressively. Where we seek God in the place of prayer, here at Victory, aggressively. Where we pursue the face-to-face encounter with the Lion of the tribe of Judah. Last night, my friend Steve, he had an amazing encounter with the Lord. When we came in, when we came into the meeting, we were just a tad late. We had been in meetings. Well, yesterday Steve got up. He came over to my bed, and I, I could hear his feet coming over. It was like just minutes before 5 a.m. He's like, "Hey, hey, hey, I'm going to the church to to save our seats and get our place, and and I'll be right back, and I'll get cleaned up." I'm like, "Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah." He calls me and he says, "Brian." There's over 300 people in line at the doors. This was 5.15 in the morning. There was over 300 people in line. They didn't unlock the doors and then found out that another usher had opened this other door and all these other people ran in, was taking seats. It was, it was wild. So anyway, long day. I was, I, was, I was in meetings yesterday from 7 a.m. to 11.30 last night. And then we had some other Holy Ghost stuff happening. <laughs> Actually, I, I want to tell you about an assignment that we did in Dallas, but I can't until God lights it on fire. Then I'm going to tell you, by the way, we happened to do this. <laughs> so awesome. Oh, it's so awesome. Anyway, uh, Steve had this amazing encounter. We showed up late for the night, the night meeting. We were about 10, 15 minutes late. And when we came in, there was lion banners flying everywhere, just, I mean, just everywhere. And um, Steve said, Aslan's here. I said, oh, I, I know. He's on the move. He's on the move. And we were in worship, and um, Steve, Steve had an amazing encounter with the Lord, but he said he saw, he saw the Lord come, the lion come, and he went right up to him, and he put his mane in his face. And he moved his head like this. And his his mane was just flowing all over his face. And he looked up and he said, Steve, I am kind. <laughs> oh, isn't that awesome? Yeah. I am kind. See, I believe that I believe if we can be a people who can be faithful to aggressively, aggressively pursue God in the place of prayer, God wants to trust us with an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. God is hungry for outpouring. God is hungry for outpouring. Think of that. He's hungry for outpouring. I want to close with this scripture out of the book of Acts, and we used it last week, but I want to go back to it. And I'd like you to go, I'm sorry, to 2 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians, I'm sorry, chapter 12. 1 Corinthians 12. Did I tell you about those 30 commandments that Moses got on on Mount Everest? Thanks for staying with me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, it was 3 Corinthians. Sorry. I was way off. Third Corinthians. No, it's first. I want to read this again, and I want to keep going through this again throughout this year because God wants to build us into a Spirit-filled community that's operating in the gifts of the Spirit. He wants to make this place a powerhouse where the gifts of the Spirit are activated, that we are moving in the gift of wisdom that we're moving in the gift of knowledge. We're moving in the gift of understanding. We're moving in the gift of faith. We're moving in the gift of prophecy. We're moving in the gifts of helps. We're moving in the gifts of administration. Are you hearing me? We're moving in the gifts of miracles. We're moving in the gifts of healing. And here's the deal. Here's the deal. I want you to take what we're about to read personal and see what the Holy Spirit lights on fire within you to cry out for. Because God needs your heart burning for these gifts in this body. Because we need all of you activated in these gifts to become a powerful, robust community. I mean, what if, what if God puts wisdom on, you know, a 12-year-old in this church? Spirit of counsel, spirit of wisdom. Think of that. And we know who to call on. Somebody needs a word. Well, you know, you know I've, <laughs> I've been watching Jeff Highfield for many years grow in prophetic, grow in the prophetic activation and a seeing anointing. That's why we, when we get in gatherings, I'm always like, Jeff, what are you seeing? What are you seeing? What are you seeing? He's just testing his wings again, testing his wings again, giving words of life again. So we want to function. We want to grow. We want to mature in this as a house. Amen? Verse 4, there's a diversity of gifts, but it's the same spirit. There are differences of ministries, but it's the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities it is the same God who works all in all, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. I love that. The manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. See, that that should make your heart leap within you because, see, what God wants to do for you is not just about for you. It's for all of us because If you could start rejoicing over your friend getting blessed, what will happen is the whole body gets blessed when one gets blessed. Do you see what I'm saying? Oh my. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit. Word of wisdom, say it word of wisdom. To another, Word of Knowledge. Say that, Word of Knowledge. Through the same Spirit. To another, Faith. Say Faith. By the same Spirit. To another, Gifts of Healing. Say it, Gifts of healings by the same Spirit. To another, the Working of Miracles. Say it, Working of Miracles. To another, Prophecy. Prophecy. To another, Discerning of Spirits. To another, Different kinds of Tongues. To another, Interpretation of Tongues. But one in the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually. Watch this as he wills. As he wills. Wow. Amen. See, this is what we're building to aim. We're aiming to build this community of spirit-filled believers that honors and pursues intimacy with face-to-face time with God. Face to face time, face time with God, FaceTime with God. I was just at the airport. There's nothing like watching people waiting for someone to arrive. You've been you seen it? I was just in the airport and I watched these families, and all of a sudden their son steps off the tram and everybody goes bananas. Tears start pouring out of people's faces. They're running, they're hugging, they're grabbing. it's amazing. What, what is that? I will tell you, we'll call it tonight, it's FaceTime. That's what it is. It's FaceTime. The moment they saw that face, love just burst out of their souls. See, it's our FaceTime with God. It's our face-to-face time with God. And that we begin to inquire and we get into these scriptures and say, God, what measure of gifts do you want to release through my life? Because I believe here at Victory, we're going to have workers of miracles. I believe at Victory, we're going to have workers of miracles. We're going to have workers of gifts of healing. Everyone should be prophesying. Everyone should be dreaming dreams. Old men dreaming dreams. Young men having visions. That's what it says. And, and men and women prophesying. Our kids prophesying. I remember the first time that Josiah... I don't know where my son is tonight. You in back, Josiah? Yep, hey, buddy. He's serving in the media. Thank you, Josiah. But I remember the first time that Josiah prophesied... And, and he, he was probably, what was he three or four, honey? We came in. I remember my hands were full of Arby's bags. And we came into the green room with our staff and our pastor. And, and I, I had all these Arby's bags. And we needed to throw down some grub before the revival service. And I had Josiah in, in, in my arm. And, and he said, Dad, Dad, look, there's a rainbow in that room. And I'm like, Wait, what? He's like, yeah, yeah, there's a rainbow in there. And I'm like, well, that's neat, son, that's neat, that's neat. I sat down in the bags and we we had a little bit to eat, had our curly fries, did our roast beefs. And then I picked him up and we walked into the intercessory prayer room that when you walk in there, I mean, it's just packed with intercessors and powerhouse prayer, a powerhouse prayer. And when we walked in, they had a huge picture lifted up that people were holding on to and it was a picture of Cincinnati, Ohio with a huge rainbow over the top of it. Dad, there's a rainbow in that room. He was prophesying of the promise of God. See, where do you see yourself in these pages? What is your heart burning for? If your heart's not burning for something yet, ask God to cause your heart to start burning for it. So he goes on... Just, you have five more minutes in you? Verse 27, he goes on. He says, Now you are the body of Christ and members individually, and God has appointed these to the church first apostles, prophets, teachers, after that, miracles, gifts of healings, helps, administration, varieties of tongues. I want you to see that. Think about that through all of these gifts. Like, God, what do you want my heart to burn for? I'll tell you, I'm praying that the Holy Spirit in the secret place in your face time with the Lord will start burning within you what he wants to release through you. And you've heard me say this before. This is a very strong word. And I know it offends people. But you need to think it through. I don't believe God will use someone in a healing ministry until they begin to hate sickness and disease. That's a strong word. But you don't casually come in just wanting to flow in healings and miracles. I remember years ago when Randy Clark in the the mid 90s taught us, he said, Brian, the reason that many people don't enter into healing ministry is because they don't want to feel the emotional pain of those that are struggling and that are in the crisis and in the fight of what they're warring through. You got to be, we have to be moved. We've got to be moved with the compassions of Jesus that launch us into a realm of faith so that we begin to hate what is tormenting another individual. We've got to hate disease and cancer tormenting people. We've got to hate it at our core. You know why? Because it's hated in heaven, and there's none in heaven. And that's why Jesus said, let it be on earth as it is in heaven. What will your heart burn for? Would it be prophecy? Would it be administration? Would it be miracles? Would it be helps? Would it be tongues, interpretation of tongues? See, I I believe God has destined victory to become a powerhouse of spirit-filled lives, working and moving together in the Holy Ghost so that when people come in here, I mean, it's not, it's not about getting them to Brian for prayer. I mean, I mean, Jonas can pray for them. Cody and Sanders, little boy, can pray for them, and so-and-so was healed. Well, how, how'd that happen? Well, Jonas laid hands on him. Lucas and Noah grabbed a hold of somebody out, out, out in the foyer, and they just prayed for him and it was done. Are you hearing what I'm saying? One night years ago, we were we were down at uh, Antonio's Pizza, right by Hollywood Eleven. It used to be Hollywood Twenty, and and Antonio, he played soccer um, like three, four times a week. We came in, and he was he was limping, and he was in horrible pain, horrible pain. I said, "What happened? What happened?" He said, "I was playing soccer, and I turned my ankle." And he said, "I just, I, I'm in horrible pain." And I said, "Well." Let us pray for you. I said, let me just have my kids pray for you. And Josiah and Victoria ran over. They prayed 10 seconds and all of his pain left. It scared him to death. <laughs> scared him to death. He kept saying, what did you do? What did you do? What did you do? I said, do you have any pain? No, it's gone. I don't, I, it's all gone. What did you do? We said it was Jesus. It's Jesus. Antonio, we've been telling you the good news. We've been telling you about Jesus all this time we've been coming into your restaurant. It's Jesus. See, we've got to desire this. Our hearts got to burn for this. It's not about the celebrities coming through. It's about the spring from within this house that everyone starts moving in the gifts of the Spirit. And from time to time, we're going to have some people come in. And they're going to be moving in powerful gifts. And we're going to celebrate those gifts. Because we need those gifts. But in this house, we've got to recognize every single one of us are so valuably important, and God wants to use us in the power of the Spirit. Amen? May God set our heart on fire this year. Amen? May God set our hearts on fire this year. So I hope I did you well tonight. You know I'm tired, and it shows. I know it shows. I want you to stand tonight. Put your Bibles aside. Kelly, would you come for just a moment? Thank you for listening to Victory Church of His Presence Sermon of the Week. For more information, go to our website at victoryfla.com.